Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the Vetfolio New Product Podcast episode sponsored by DECRA. In this session, we'll be discussing hypoadrenocorticism, commonly referred to as Addison's disease. Our guest for this discussion is Dr. Beasley Mason, a product development manager with DECRA. While in practice, Dr. Mason served clients as an emergency and critical care veterinarian for a number of years. She transitioned from daily practice to working on the research side of the profession, where she conducts scientific studies to assess new drugs for safety and efficacy. Dr. Mason, we'd like to dive into our discussion today with the first question of what is Addison's disease? Hypoadrenocorticism, also known as Addison disease, is an endocrine disease where the adrenal glands located above the kidneys don't produce enough glucocorticoid or mineral corticoid hormones, specifically cortisol and aldosterone. Most cases of hypoadrenocorticism are a result of primary adrenal failure, resulting in a deficiency of both cortisol and aldosterone. Dr. Mason, thank you for that overview. What are some of the clinical signs of hypoadrenocorticism? You bet. Chronic signs of hypoadrenocorticism are often intermittent, vague, and nonspecific, such as lethargy, inappetence, weakness, vomiting, diarrhea, and weight loss. These can be exacerbated or induced by stress and can often be mistaken for other diseases, such as gastroenteritis or kidney disease. Acute signs of hypoadrenocorticism are often due to hypovolemic shock. These dogs typically present with vomiting, diarrhea, and collapse and have life-threatening hypovolemia. This condition is also known as Addisonian crisis, and for these dogs, it's critical that they be quickly rehydrated with intravenous fluid therapy. Dr. Mason, I'd like to turn our attention to what are some of the indications that a veterinarian might see in the clinical history that might get them thinking about Addison's disease? It's a good question, and a few scenarios that should raise the index of suspicion include a normal or slow heart rate in the presence of circulatory shock, a prior positive response to corticosteroid or fluid therapy, and waxing and waning signs such as lethargy, inappetence, weakness, vomiting, and or diarrhea prior to the collapse. That's great, Dr. Mason. Thank you for that overview. Is there a preferred diagnostic test to confirm a suspected case of Addison's disease? There is. The ACTH stimulation test is the gold standard for diagnosing hypoadrenocorticism in dogs. The pre- and post-ACTH cortisol concentration in most dogs is less than 1 microgram per deciliter. However, a post-ACTH cortisol of less than 2 micrograms per deciliter is considered positive for the disease. Now, Dr. Mason, since veterinarians might not come across an Addison's case every day or even every week, are there tools available that vets and techs might keep on hand to help them through the diagnosis process? Absolutely. That's a good question. DECRA is the leading industry expert in endocrinology, and we know that topics such as adrenal disorders can be tricky to navigate. So in addition to the highly trained team of veterinarians and the technicians that we have on hand, 
to assist veterinarians and their staff, we are constantly developing new tools to help out at the clinic level. One of those tools is our diagnosis flowchart to help veterinarians who may suspect hypoadrenocorticism, which can be found on our website. It's one of those tools that's perfect to keep on hand in the treatment area of any hospital. That's great, Dr. Mason. Thank you. We've talked now about the disease, how to identify it, but what is the prognosis for dogs with hypoadrenocorticism? Thankfully, the prognosis is excellent, providing that the owner education is adequate and that the patient is well-controlled with both glucocorticoid and mineral corticoid products. It may take several visits and multiple monitoring blood tests to find the optimal maintenance dose of both products, but in general, dogs that are treated properly should be happy dogs with a normal appetite and a high quality of life. Owners need to be educated about the lifelong commitment to medicate and monitor these patients and that additional glucocorticoid supplementation is needed during stressful situations such as surgery or a simultaneous medical illness, boarding, traveling, and of course we can't forget the 4th of July fireworks shows. Now what is the drug of choice for long-term treatment currently? Desoxycorticosterone pyvolate, which is abbreviated as DOCP, is the standard of care for dogs with hypoadrenocorticism. So DECRA now makes a DOCP injectable. Can you tell us a little bit about it? You bet. So zycortyl suspension is an FDA veterinary-approved drug that contains 25 milligrams per mil of DOCP. It's a synthetically produced steroid hormone that's very similar to the natural hormone aldosterone. It works in the same way as aldosterone to retain sufficient water in the body by retaining sodium and eliminating potassium. Zycortyl suspension should be administered on a long-term basis, approximately once a month. Now, when was it approved? Zycortyl suspension was approved in February of 2016. That's great, Dr. Mason. Thank you. And how would veterinarians go about using this particular product? It's important to know that prior to each use, the vial should be thoroughly shaken to resuspend the product and is given as an injection under the skin at an initial dose of 2.2 milligrams per kilogram. The serum, sodium, and potassium electrolyte concentration should be evaluated approximately 10 and 28 days after every dose, and subsequent doses should be adjusted as needed to maintain a normal electrolyte concentration at both days 10 and 28. Because zycortyl suspension replaces the mineral corticoid hormones only, dogs with both glucocorticoid and mineral corticoid deficiency should also be treated with prednisone or prednisolone at an initial dosage of 0.2 to 0.4 milligrams per kilogram per day. Because zycortyl suspension is intended for long-term administration at intervals and doses dependent upon individual response, it's important that both zycortyl suspension and the glucocorticoid replacement be tailored to the individual dog based on their response and normalization of sodium and potassium concentrations. For most dogs, a lower final dose of both products will be needed. Also worth mentioning, zycortyl suspension has a three-year shelf life from the date of manufacture and should be used within 120 days of first broaching a vial. Dr. Mason, can you talk to us about the effectiveness of zycortyl suspension? 
Absolutely. The effectiveness of zycortal suspension was investigated in a field study involving 152 dogs with hypoadrenocorticism. Zycortal suspension was given by injection under the skin to 113 dogs, and a similar product that contained DOCP was given by injection in the muscle to 39 dogs. All dogs also received corticosteroids given by mouth. In this study, zycortal suspension was shown to be at least as effective as the other similar product with 82% of the zycortal treated dogs having improved clinical signs and normal sodium and potassium concentrations after 90 days of therapy. So a key question we'd love to get your thoughts on is, is this safe? It is safe. The most common adverse events in the field study were polydipsia, polyuria, vomiting, and lethargy. Zycortal suspension administration for up to 180 days was well tolerated. It should be used with caution in dogs with congestive heart disease, edema, severe renal disease, or primary hepatic failure. Dr. Mason, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very interested in what you've had to share so far. Can you talk to us a little bit about the cost of this product? You bet. So zycortal suspension is the lowest cost option currently on the market, and it can typically be found through your favorite distributor at about 8% below the competition. It can usually be purchased for around $128. However, if it's purchased before the end of 2016, veterinarians will save an additional 15% on every bottle purchased. It's also the easiest to get, so you can get it really from any of your distributors. Now, Dr. Mason, you talked about the prognosis is very good for many animals with this disease. Can you talk to us about any recommended tools for the management of Addison's? Yes. We developed a monitoring and dose adjustment flowchart that is similar to the diagnosis flowchart that I mentioned earlier to help guide veterinarians through the treatment process. It is very important to achieve the proper dose of zycortal suspension, and this chart will really help with that. And because it's vital that clients understand the importance of monitoring their dogs and showing up for the scheduled follow-up visits, DECLA also supplies client brochures to help veterinarians communicate with the pet owners. All of these tools can be found on DECLA's website. And clinics, of course, they can also reach out directly to their DECLA representative that's happy to talk to them. Dr. Mason, thank you so much for that. We talked earlier about the cost and access to this particular product are there currently any promotions available to our listeners? We do have some promotions. So in addition to the 15% off of every bottle of zycortal suspension through the end of the year, DECRA is offering a free bottle of synthetic ACTH any time a veterinarian will purchase three bottles in one order. Since the ACTH stimulation test is the gold standard in confirming the diagnosis of hypoadrenocorticism, this will help the veterinarian save even more money for their patients. Also worth mentioning, veterinarians and staff members that are interested in learning more about hypoadrenocorticism or zycortal suspension should visit www.decra-us.com and register for our newsletter. We are always putting out new tools and information to help educate our veterinary partners. We are also launching DECRA Academy, which will be a great resource for continuing education. And our first course will be a two-part series on hypoadrenocorticism given by Dr. Audrey Cook from Texas A&M University. Dr. Mason, as we wrap things up here today, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience members today? 
I do. Just want to encourage those listening that hypoadrenocorticism is an important endocrine disease that can be difficult to diagnose, especially for those dogs with chronic and vague waxing and waning clinical signs. However, the prognosis is really good, providing that owner education is adequate and the patient is well controlled with both glucocorticoid and mineral corticoid products. And in general, we're really excited that these dogs can live long and happy lives. We just encourage you to reach out to your DECRA representative. Look for the resources that we have on the www.decra-us.com website and let us know how we can help you. Dr. Mason, thank you so much for walking us through this discussion today. And to our listeners, that's a wrap. On behalf of Vetfolio and Decra, thank you for listening to today's new product podcast.